Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in St. Louis, Missouri with my new friend Dia Hoover of AreWeThereYetDia.com. Dia came to St. Louis for college, then stayed for its culture, arts, and affordability. In this episode, Dia and I talk about the views from the Gateway Arch, taking a riverboat tour, and why the zoo and museums are free. You hear these three fun stories, plus a bunch more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash St. Louis. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Dia, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Today, we're talking about St. Louis, and it's a city that I love because it has the arch and it has the awesome tradition of baseball with the Cardinals and things like that. So today we're talking about just a sample of some of the things that you know about St. Louis. So that way when people visit, they can have a great time. So what's your connection to the city? I came to St. Louis as a student to Washington University, which everyone in town calls WashU. Sounds like Wash OO, but I was a business student at WashU and I love St. Louis and I grew up in a small town about a hundred miles northwest of here. And I knew that I wanted to be in a city and it all fell into place and I've been here ever since. That's fantastic. So obviously you had a great time in college. What's the thing that's really kept you there in St. Louis? The cost of living. It is very affordable, centrally located, and the fact there's so much arts and culture available. And we have the second most free attractions after Washington, D.C. So we live a mile and a half from Forest Park. So if I want to go see the penguins, I can pop in for 30 minutes, see them and leave and not feel bad about having paid $50 to go to the zoo. So and the food here is amazing. Lots of great food and great places to visit. And each neighborhood is a little bit different. That's super cool. So if you had to describe the the people or the city in just a couple words, how would you do that? Friendly and hardworking. Nice. You got to love that kind of like blue collar work ethic for the city. It's also the German work ethic. I mean, the Germans were the largest immigrant population during the diaspora that came over. And there's that very German, you know, everything is on time. If you're not, if you're not early, you're not on time. And if you tell somebody you're going to show up, you show up. And if you have work to do, you work till you get it done. So it's kind of like being back in farm country. So when people are planning to visit St. Louis, obviously the weather can be erratic because it's, you know, they got four seasons and things like that. What time of year should people plan to visit based on the weather as well as different festivals or other concerts or other events that happen throughout the year? Well, spring and fall are the best weather times, but we are Missouri and, you know, Mark Twain made the quip, if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple hours and it'll change and it does. So it just depends on what you like and sometimes your timing, right? So a lot of families can't travel except for in the summer. We have a lot of festivals that are neighborhood driven. We have a lot of beer festivals. We have the largest Independence Day celebration in the Midwest called Fair St. Louis. And fireworks are shot off from a barge downtown 
off the Mississippi River, which is between the arch and then the Illinois border. And it looks like the fireworks are coming out of the arch. And that happens, of course, over July 4th. Free concerts, major players singing and performing on the stage, food booths galore. But it's the heat of July. So you got to keep that in mind if you want to weather that. And then Oktoberfest happens. Uh, Soulards actually started their own Oktoberfest, which is a neighborhood located here in St. Louis. But of course, the you know the good beer everywhere, which is very interesting because as most people know, we were in Anheuser-Busch town and now we have over 30 craft breweries. So if you're a beer enthusiast, this is the place to be. We also have many wineries around us, and so they will also have many wine events. And one of my favorite things to do is when a restaurant like a LaRusso's or a Bartolino's or a Kimmel's has their wine vendor come in and do a wine dinner. And that's something really great to do in the winter because, of course, that is inside. But most people don't realize that Missouri had the second most wineries behind state of New York because of the Germans moving in on the river and because of the French. And so that winemaking had happened here. And actually, Adolphus Bush preferred wine, but you can't have a consistent grape crop every year. And beer, you can do consistently with rice, barley, and hops. So (laughs) that's how that kind of evolved. We also have a magnificent film festival that happens every year. And we also have several theaters. So the theater season here runs fall to spring, like most of them do. Then we have Stages St. Louis, which is a musical theater. So they're running in the summer. And then of course, the Muni, which is the municipal opera theater that is in Forest Park and seats an amazing amount of people, 11,400. It is the largest outdoor amphitheater doing musicals. They typically do Broadway musicals and we have a special guest star. So this will go back in time. I'll never forget seeing Tommy Toon, the famous Broadway dancer in Bye Bye Birdie. Georgia Engel, if you're familiar with Georgia Engel, who was on the Mary Tyler Moore show and of course has done appearances on several other shows, she came and performed. So we always have a guest actor. And then in the fall is when the Fox Theater starts up. And the Fox Theater was one of the theaters, like the Fox Theater in Atlanta, as well as in Detroit, that was built by the Fox Movie Theater Company. So we have this 4,500 seat theater that now has live Broadway shows. And it's quite stunning. Mel Brooks, when he came here, when they were performing the producers, about fell out when he saw the giant, giant chandelier, which looks like a giant circus ball and the gaudiness of the inside. And it's good gaudiness. It's so amazing and breathtaking when you come to the Fox and there's two lions with our eyes lit up. And then there's an organ, a theater organ being played. So that's pretty fantastic. And then we have the rep theater, which only seats 700 and they're not a repertory theater anymore. They have specific shows, specific times. We also have the actor studio, We also have New Line Theater. So lots of theater going on here, kind of like Cleveland. People don't expect that, but we have quite a bit happening. So there's there's plenty to do any season that you come. And Christmas is spectacular because the Germans, the Italians, they decorate like mad. And I live in the Italian neighborhood where the houses are still very close together. And when they get decorated, you can do your own Christmas tour just in neighborhoods without going to going to an organized one that, you know, you drive through in a park, et cetera. But we do have the uh, Winter Wonderland and Tillis Park, which is a big St. Louis tradition that many families drive through. Yeah, that's really awesome because, you know, I have young kids right now and they love seeing all the Christmas lights. And it's just so cool to drive around and see all the lights, just seeing like pure excitement in their face. It makes it all worth the lines or the cold and everything else. So let's back up for a second. 
for people that are coming into St. Louis, whether they're coming from Nashville or the, the coast or wherever they're coming from, when they fly into St. Louis, there's just the one main airport. Is that correct? Yes, St. Louis Lambert Airport and the letters are STL, so it's very easy to remember. We have two terminals. Southwest is the major carrier out of here, and they're in Terminal 2. Then we have United, Delta, American, Frontier, and then we also have charter flights that come in and out as well. And then we have two private airports that if you have your own plane and you're able to travel private, that you can easily land in. In addition, the Spirit of St. Louis Airport on the Missouri side and then the Parks Airport on the... Illinois side. And what people need to remember is St. Louis is on the border of Illinois, separated by the Mississippi River. So there's a lot of things in Illinois that are just as close as things, you know, in West County of of St. Louis. Right on. Yeah. As soon as this uh, podcast money starts rolling in, uh, I'll be able to get my, I'll be able to get my plane and be able to fly into one of those. But until then, it's going to be a Southwest you know, all, all day, every day. Yes, they're the best. They, oh, and Alaska, Alaska Airlines, which is fabulous when you're going to the Pacific Northwest, Western Canada. They do a great job. Fantastic. Okay, so now that we're, we got to the airport, to get from the airport to the city and to be able to explore around, do we use a, a rideshare, public transportation? Do we rent a car? What's the best way to get around? It depends on what you're doing while you are here. So first of all, Metrolink, which is our light rail transit, travels from the airport all the way to Shiloh, Illinois, where Scott Air Force Base is. It also has a connection at Forest Park Station to take you back to Clayton. So if you're staying in Clayton, if you are going to have transportation once you get here, that's the way to do it. You can catch a cab. You can catch Lyft. You can also rent a car. Now, the rental you have to take shuttles to, but I really think almost all airports have gone to that so that you take the shuttle and ride over there. And of course, we're the home of Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Remember, they bought National and I believe with Alamo. So Enterprise is big here if you're you're an Enterprise member, plus all of the normal car rentals. It just depends on your choice. Like If you're going to stay downtown and you feel like you're just going to come in, go to a Cardinals ball game, go out to eat, do another Cardinals ball game, you know, you may just want to take rideshare. You may just take the Metrolink. Now, remember, you got to carry your luggage if you take public transit. So that's something to kind of kind of think about as well. St. Louis City, where downtown is, is uh, 66 square miles. So it's a big place. Say if we do get a car because maybe we want to go out and explore some things outside of the downtown core, is it easy to find parking? Is it kind of expensive? So let me answer that depending on where you live. <laughs> so if you live on the East Coast or West Coast or say Chicago, it is cheap. If you're saying a hotel, it's $18 a night, maybe $20 a night. You can get metered parking on the street, which we now have the parking app in almost all areas of St. Louis in the city and in, in the county. And you can pay for it that way. There's tons of parking lots, tons of parking garages. But as I always say, a St. Louisan will walk a country mile not to pay to park. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I'm pretty frugal myself. So, you know, I, my wife sometimes looks at me and goes, really? We're walking this far? And that's something to think about too. You know, there's the Metro Pass, which lets you ride the Metro Link and the buses. So the bus feeds into the train system. So the train goes east to west, and then all of the Metro buses feed into that. So you can buy a day pass. And that also includes when they have the circulators in downtown and the circulator in Forest Park. So it just depends on what you want to do, you know, what, what you feel comfortable with. Driving is easy. We have the most interstate highways of any city in the country. Interstate 70 started just west of the airport in St. Charles. So we have 44, 55, 64, 70, 170, 270, 255. 
That's a lot of freeways. That's a lot of numbers to remember. You can get anywhere in about two minutes. And if you can, it frustrates people. Awesome. I, I hate traffic. So anything you do to get away from traffic, but until then I just pop it into ways, let it figure out how to get there. So now that we got the car, we got a hotel, those type of things. You know, what are some of the things we should make sure that we do when we're visiting St. Louis? Well, number one, you got to go up in the arch. You got to ride to the top in the tram and look out over back west of the city of St. Louis and east, looking over the Illinois farm fields. On the east side, you will see the park that was built by St. Louis, but is now maintained, St. Louis, Missouri, but is now maintained by the Metro East parts of Illinois. And there is a geyser that reaches 600 feet when it goes off because the arch is 630 feet tall. So if you check on that, you can be up in the arch when that geyser goes off and almost be eye level with it. It's pretty fantastic. And you also have a walk up across from the arch in that same park with the flag on top. And if you go up in the arch, you can go across the Eads Bridge, go to that little park and look back on St. Louis and get some fabulous pictures while you're there. Then if you've never been on a river, I would do an hour sightseeing cruise on the Gateway Arch Riverboats, which you can buy the ticket at the same time you buy your arch ticket. And depending on your preference, I would either go to the brewery or the zoo. So the brewery has free tours and you have a tasting, but it's kind of a zoo itself sometimes. So <laughs> depending on when you're there, if it's Cardinals, baseball weekend or week, it's going to be super busy. So plan ahead. But the zoo is open every day of the year, except for, I believe, Christmas and New Year's. And that's the uh, the Anheuser-Busch Brewery? Yes, the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. And we have multiple brewery tours also around the town. So you can go to Urban Chestnut. You can go to Schlafly's. There are several small ones that do beer tours and the beer tastings. So that's a fun thing to do. And at some point, get to Forest Park to go to the zoo, go to the art museum, go to the history museum. They are fantastic. The treasures that we have here are unbelievable. And everything in Forest Park is free because I pay for it (laughs) or all of us pay for it with our property taxes. So you don't pay any entrance. I was shocked because even living in a small town in rural Missouri, we would come in to go to the zoo and you never paid. And the first time in my life you had to pay to go to a zoo, I was shocked. The Art Museum's Free History Museum, the Science Center, which is really fantastic. And remember, of course, we're the home of McDonnell Douglas, which has now become Boeing. So lots of space history there, a beautiful planetarium that has been renovated. It's quite something. And another comment about the arch, if you've been to St. Louis and been to the arch, everything's been redone. The museum underneath, the entrance, and they actually have a cafe in there along with the theaters. I was there probably a decade ago, and it was actually when the Cardinals were in uh, in the playoffs. And it was really cool. There was probably, I guess, about halfway between the stadium and the arch, there was like this big fountain in, a, in the middle of a park, and they had actually dyed the water red in honor of the Cardinals. And I thought that was just such a cool touch. <laughs> and for the Blues, when we won the Stanley Cup, we dyed it blue for them. So it's a fantastic thing. And then if, you know, Soulard, Lafayette Square, those are my other two favorite places with restaurants and a park. Soulard, though, is the party town. The gentleman at Soulard was named after Antoine Soulard. Soulard actually means drunkard in French. And that is where we have our annual Mardi Gras. And I would be 
remiss to not mention that we have the second largest Mardi Gras in the United States and the third largest in the world. The Saturday before Fat Tuesday, we have about 114 floats. You have crews, but it's a big party up until then because we are still majority Catholic. So once Lent starts, then you have fish fries. (laughs) Over 50 to 60 (laughs) churches have fish fries. But Stuart has live blues music seven nights a week, 365 days a year, pretty much. Oh, that's super cool. So, okay, well, now that you mentioned food and everything, let's talk about some of the places we got to eat while we're there visiting St. Louis. Just so you know, I, I live on the Hill, which many consider to be the mecca of food for St. Louis because Italian food is what we're known for, which I've mentioned all these German things. So it probably sounds very strange that I'm mentioning that Italian is the food du jour here, the best food. Uh, we have one French restaurant as well, but that's about it. So if you come to town, the Hill has tons of restaurants and little shops and businesses. It's the youngest Italian community in the United States because it was not built until after the World's Fair was over here pretty much. I mean, it started a little earlier, but pretty much after 1904. So, you know, I love, I always go to Guido's. We go to Guido's and get the steak sandwich and then we get tapas because Miguel is actually Spanish. So he has Italian and Spanish foods. You can get a lot of things there. Bartolino's has the best escargot. Salmon, any way they fix it. Fried artichoke hearts, they're delicious. I also love carnivore. I love a good steak. And Joe has had us a take on our toasted raviolis. And as Jim Gaffigan said when he was here doing his stand-up, he goes, "Do you all call your Do you all call your deep fryers toasters?" <laughs> These are definitely deep fried. So it's ravioli with meat. And then there's variations with cheese and like a carnivore with a different, you know, whatever the barbecue meat is they're making uh, in addition to the steaks. And they make the toasted raviolis from scratch. So you've got to have toasted raviolis while you're here, no matter what. Favazas has fabulous Sicilian chicken. And they also have a great cannoli. They have that on their dessert menu typically. So lots of good places to eat. And we even have, get this. There's a Mexican restaurant on the edge of the hill, which is over in Southwest Garden neighborhood called Amigo Joe's. People flock from all over to to go eat there as well. So those are my picks. And then if you want fried chicken and you really, you mentioned blue collar dollar earlier, Hodak's fried chicken. And it is an institution. Do not go there on a Sunday after church. You will be in line out on the sidewalk trying to get fried chicken and crinkle cut French fries or frog legs served on a divided Melmac plate. (laughs) <laughs> That's super cool. We have upgraded to ceramic now, but it was it was Melmac for a long time. <laughs> nice. Where would we go for breakfast? Chris's Pancake and Dining or Billy's Fine Foods. Chris's Pancake and Dining is over here uh, just west of the hill. And again, if you're coming on a Sunday, prepare to stand in line, but they turn it fast. And Billy's Fine Food is down south of Broadway across from Seulard, and it is the midnight place. They close Friday and then stay open like, Overnight Friday, overnight Saturday, <laughs> they close Sunday. And it is known by WashU students, and it's next to the donut place, John's Donuts, where they start making donuts like at 10 o'clock at night. Fantastic. Okay, so maybe I, if I'm on a little trip with my wife, left the kids behind, where should we go for like a really nice meal and then like a, like a nightcap afterwards? You know, I would go to a sit-down restaurant on the hill. You could go to Jay Devotees. You could go to Favazas. You could go to Bartolino's. Those are my three top picks there. And then you could go have a nightcap. All of them have bars at their restaurant. Or what I would do is get public transportation or take a 
rideshare and go down to Soulard and listen to live blues music at BB's Jazz Blues and Soups. It's a good time and it's the right kind of crowd and the music is always fabulous. And also if you're in town, the Blues Music Museum, they have free concerts on the weekend. So if you tune into that, you can go down there as well. Oh, that sounds like a perfect date night. What if I want to satisfy my sweet tooth? Missouri Baking Company. That is also here on the hill. Or you can go down to Kenswick, which is a river town south of St. Louis. And Mary there is a good friend of mine. She owns the Blue Owl Restaurant and Bakery. Mary has owned the Blue Owl and run it for over 20 years, been on Paula Dean's show, been on uh, Paula's party, and then also with the Suns road trip. And her Mile High Levy Pie was selected for Oprah's favorite things several years ago, which made them open an extra location for a bakery. So what's the Blue High? Mo- what, you said Mile High Levy Pie? Mile High Levy Pie because Kenswick was flooded. Because as you know, the Mississippi breaks out. And in 93, we had the huge flood, which everyone watched houses float away here. And Kim's look was no different. So she made this pie that has 19 apples in it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I just actually stopped by there yesterday to pick up some food and got lemon meringue pie and some Southern Cone pie and then some sugar cookies for my husband and chicken fried steak for him. And I got the chicken salad pie. So it's it's amazing. And it's worth the drive. And Kimswick is an adorable little town. Totally worth it. That sounds decadent. It is. Right on. Well, well, Dia, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing so many awesome tips for St. Louis. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in St. Louis, where should they go and what should they eat? They should go to Kimmel's. That's spelled K-E-M-O-L-L apostrophe S. It is owned by the Cusimano family. Kimmel was the maiden name of the mom. And you should order the toasted raviolis. And you should have their house salad with their house dressing, which is amazing. You should order a filet or salmon and have the basilica pasta with it. And then they bring you this plate of toasted cheese bread. It is so amazing. And you'll want it more. Garlic cheese bread is a big thing in here in St. Louis. Toasted ravioli, gooey butter cake, toasted cheese bread, and then end it with chocolate love cake. Oh my God. I think I just gained 10 pounds hearing, just hearing all that. (laughs) That sounds amazing. So Dia, you've lived in St. Louis for basically since college now. What's one of your most memorable stories? One of my most memorable stories happened when I was doing an airport greet, which is one of the strange little tangential things our our local tour company offers. So we meet and greet celebrities at the airport, get them from the gate to their car. So I was got the facts and I had time to do it, but I was in a suit because I'd been at a meeting. So I had a red suit on and heels and I went out to the airport to meet Brian Lords. Well, I hadn't Googled him to see who it was. He's George Clooney's agent. (laughs) (laughs) So I pick him up and ask, I don't chit chat unless they chit chat. He's real nice. He's from New Iberia, Louisiana. So he's very friendly. And he's like, well, I'm here for the filming. They're filming up in the air over in Terminal B that's not open. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Everybody's been following George around on Twitter, you know, where his sightings were in town. He's like, oh, we should come meet him. And I said, which I felt was appropriate in this situation. I said, well, I've got to get back to a meeting. And he goes, come on, you're going to regret it if you don't do it. So he takes me over gets me through security that is involved. Now this is like 10 years ago, but still it was after 9-11. And he said, she's with American Airlines because <laughs> I had a red <laughs> suit on and they let me in. So I got to watch George film a scene and he was fabulous. And one of the extras came up to him, an older gentleman who was a veteran and he was in his uniform, like he was traveling you know, through the airport. And he spoke to George and George put every ounce of attention into him speaking to him, which I thought was very fantastic. And then he met me, told me how nice it was to meet me. 
and you know, I was chit-chatting with Brian and that was exciting. I'm usually not starstruck, but I was I was pretty starstruck because he was as nice as I hoped he would be. That's wonderful. I mean, I, I, you, sometimes you, you have these actors or actresses or celebrities up, up on such a high pedestal, but when you meet them, you just realize, wow, this person's like really a jerk. So it's really cool and refreshing that he's just so down to earth, actually gave both you and that veteran his undivided attention. That's really cool. And I want to put in a plug for Matt Damon. I didn't get to greet him either time when he was filming Promised Land over in Illinois. And my both my tour guides said he was just fantastic. So I've always liked Matt Damon a lot, and I was glad to hear that. That's awesome. I love both of their movies. Okay, uh, speaking of fun times, because I'm smiling right now, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in St. Louis? The happiest happy hour? I like happy hour at Tegan's Irish Pub. It's in the Hampton Inn, so you're near the Mississippi River. But if you've never been to a Fado's, Tagine that's in the Fado chain. And so I say chain, which I usually don't recommend chains, but it's the only Tagine and it means Irish cottage and everything in it is from Ireland. The gentleman who owns that brings everything over and it's very Irish. They know how to pour a pint of Guinness. If you like soccer, they always have the matches on the television. It has nooks and crannies and it really feels like you're in Ireland and I love their happy hour. They usually have some really good specials. Second choice, 360, which is top of the Hilton downtown. But make sure you have plenty of time because you have to share the elevator with the folks at the hotel. But that hotel was the Spanish pavilion in the 1964 New York World's Fair that Mayor Cervantes asked to have, which was disassembled and reassembled and became the Marriott. And now it's a Hilton. So then they built a rooftop bar that you can see all around the city and down in the Cardinal Stadium as well. Oh, I can, I can imagine the views. That's really cool. All right, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in St. Louis? Fortel's Pizza Den, hands down in my opinion. So here's the thing people have to understand though. St. Louis pizza is a style of pizza. And this is how I describe it when I try to explain it to them. Because my husband's from New Jersey and he accidentally ate a slice and I thought he was gonna pass out. So (laughs) he almost died right there. Saltine cracker thin crust, no edges, sweet red sauce typically, Provel cheese. Provel cheese is a real cheese. <laughs> it is cheddar, Swiss, and provolone processed together. It's pretty much only found in St. Louis, and the irony of it is it is patented over in Indiana. So Emo's Pizza is the main pizza joint, but what Fortel's does, they do theirs with mozzarella, but they cut it into squares, which is what Emo's does. Now, if you want the Provel cheese, go to Emo's or go to Guido's and it'll be a circular pizza, it'll be thin, it'll have Provel on it instead of mozzarella unless you ask for the other and they will cut it into squares. All right on, yeah, I'm all about pizza so I may just check out all three just to be, just, just to be, be on the safe side, you know? Pizza <laughs> and hamburgers, you know, like O'Connell's Irish Pub has like one of the best burgers and so does McGurk's Irish Pub. I love their burgers, so yeah, get on it. Absolutely, so obviously you know like so much about St. Louis but I, I know that you travel a lot as well. What's one of your best travel tips? One of my best travel tips is to not overpack because that will make you miserable. Make sure that you're not taking too much stuff because remember you can buy most things somewhere else. And what if you get the opportunity to break away and go somewhere? You don't want to have three bags of luggage to try to carry with you. So don't overpack. And the other thing is have a plan because you need tickets, you need reservations. You don't want to get here to the arch and they've got four student groups and you can't get a ticket for the two days you're here. And everything's online now and it's easy. So always think about the main things you want to do because showing up and trying to do it, it does not pay off and it can be disappointment, especially if that's your only visit to that location. 
Absolutely. I, I made that mistake in Milan trying to see The Last Supper. And then the last time I went to Amsterdam with my son, we made the same mistake of not being able to see the Anne Frank house because of, again, needing reservations. That is months out. I've taken groups there. Yeah, you've got it. You better be on it as soon as they open that window of, of sales online. Absolutely. So, so Dia, before we go, would you mind telling the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do? And then if they have questions about your book or about St. Louis, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media? So I own two tour companies. I own an outbound and then a receptive. So I own Are We There Yet Tours and I own Discover St. Louis Tours, which is what I'm drawing all this information from. And my husband, Declan, works with me in the business, which makes it fun. My mom and dad ran a Firestone store together, and that's how I grew up from the age of five. And his parents had a contracting company. So we, we both get what it's like to be small business people, but it's nice to travel together. And we've been to so many fabulous places. You know, we've been to Tanzania. We've been to the Galapagos. We've been to Australia and New Zealand three times. So we do it together, and we are always the tour directors on all the overnight tours. So you will always be with the owner. And I have several books that are available. I have a walk through Herman, Missouri, a walk through Hannibal, Missouri, and then a scavenger hunt of St. Louis. All of those are available through Reedy Press. And on the side, I just like traveling even when I'm home. So I I love to go. I I have itchy feet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go at a moment's notice. And I've always been that way. And and that's what makes what we do really, really fun. So the websites are arewetheryetdia.com. And you spell my name D-E-A, like Delta Echo Alpha, and then discover-stlouis.com. So that's discover-stlouis.com. Yes, we do pronounce the S. If you come in saying St. Louis, we'll know you're a foreigner. (laughs) We're right on. Well, we're going to have links to all that in the show notes. But if somebody wants to be able to reach you through social media, what's the best way to do that? Probably Facebook Messenger. That gets to us pretty quick. So the handle for that is Are We There Yet, Dia? And then on the Discover St. Louis is Discover ST Lewis. So both of those, and you can also reach us through our websites as well. And you can just do an old-fashioned phone call. I still like to talk on the phone. So if you want to call and chat, feel free to do that as well. We definitely will. Well, Dia, again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lee. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. What an awesome conversation with Dia. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash St. Louis. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs, so that way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code Lee to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Brisbane, Australia to speak with my new friend Brianda Cross of BriandaFromBrisbane.com. Brianda and I talk about the Australian zoo, beautiful beaches and islands off the coast, and adventure world. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations. <laughs>